This episode of Astronomy Cast is brought to you by Swinburne Astronomy Online, the world's longest-running online astronomy degree program. Visit astronomy.swin.edu.au for more information. Astronomy Cast, episode 396, Family Astronomy for the Holidays. Welcome to Astronomy Cast, our weekly facts based journey through the cosmos, where we help you understand not only what we know, but how we know what we know. My name is Fraser Kane. I'm the publisher of Universe Today, and with me is Dr. Pamela Gay, a professor at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and the director of CosmoQuest. Hey, Pamela, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Fraser? Good. Uh, we were supposed to see an occultation of Venus by the moon this morning and unfortunately uh, completely clouded out. How'd you yeah. do? I, I had rainy, damp, awful morning. I, I rode a horse because the horse wanted to do something and it was trapped inside and I was trapped inside. And so we rode inside and we were grouchy. Oh, the best, pretty much the best occultation of the year we for did the, not see. The, and and the, I'm sure big <laughs> chunks of the West Coast was completely clouded out. So, yeah, just this should happen in the summertime. It's not fair. I'm, that's why I'm so glad that the big eclipse in 2017 is going to happen in August. Like, there it couldn't be better is. weather. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So come visit us in the Midwest. Don't go to Carbondale. They are already, like, overflowing and it's years away. Uh, we will be planning something here in St. Louis. Details to come. Details to come. Right on. This episode of Astronomy Cast is brought to you by Eighth Light Inc. Eighth Light is an agile software development company. They craft beautiful applications that are durable and reliable. Eighth Light provides disciplined software leadership on demand and shares its expertise to make your project better. For more information, visit them online at www.eighthlight.com. Just remember, that's www.thedigit8th. L-I-G-H-T dot com. Drop them a note. Eighth Light. Software is their craft. Astronomy Cast is proudly sponsored by CleanCoders.com. Training videos with personality for software professionals. So every year it's the same dilemma. What gift should you get for the super space nerd in the family? And if someone has a budding interest in space and astronomy, what can you do to feed their hunger for knowledge? Today we'll talk telescopes, books, planispheres, everything you need to avoid a holiday gift disaster. So this is, I mean, does this does this happen to you where someone goes like, I've got this kid and really likes astronomy, what should I get them? Yes. Yes, it does. And and it's one of these things of there are, are so many different right answers that at a certain point you want to sit down and, and interrogate the small child and find out, child, what, what exactly is it that you are in love with? Because some of them are rocket crazy. Some of them are planet crazy. Some of them actually like, well, stars and galaxies. And and. There, there's something different for everyone. There are things for the people who are into the math side and things for the people who just want pretty pictures. And that's okay. Okay, so let's let's tackle sort of uh, the one that we get, I think, the most, which is I want to get into astronomy for the first time and I want to get or I want my kid to, has, has expressed an interest and I want to get them a telescope. 
So let's start with that kind of complicated one and sort of break down the options. So if a person thinks that they want to buy someone a telescope and they're, you know, in Walmart and they've got the box in front of them, they're no. looking at the, no. you know, the, the craptacular no. 2000 no. telescope. No. Um, so what, what, so how do we, how do we, what do we suggest on that front? You do not buy the Walmart telescope. Just step away, step away. Do not buy the Walmart telescope. There, there are two different options that I strongly recommend. Uh, one of them is for the small child that wants a telescope but is, is, is still the destructive phase of their life, and that is the Galileo scope. I have seen children use Galileo scopes as though they were lightsabers because this is, after all, Star Wars season, Newton Mess, and Christmas all at once. Um, so for the small child uh, or the clumsy adult that is likely to drop it down the stairs, uh, use it as a lightsaber, all of these different things that you should not do with a telescope. For this highly destructive individual, get a Galileo scope. You do have to put it together, which is a certain amount of, of cursing at small plastic objects. But once you survive this Ikea-like experience, you have a really nice little telescope that lets you see the rings of Saturn well enough to see the gap in the rings, lets you do a quick through the eyepiece iPhone astrophotography. It's, it's just a nice, simple, lightweight yep. system, mounts on a camera tripod, and you can really do no wrong. Yeah, moons of Jupiter, uh, crescent Venus, great view of the moon. I mean, it's just, it's as good a view of the moon as you're going to get with, you know, almost any telescope in that in that class. Bands across Jupiter, uh, you're going to see some of the brighter uh, deep sky objects like the some of the globular you can clusters, see Andromeda, no big deal. Andromeda, uh, Orion Nebula. So, and what does a what does a Galileo scope run? You're you're going to find it for anywhere between twenty five and fifty dollars, depending on if it's a, a nonprofit that brought them in bulk, and you're getting one of the bulk order ones. Uh, if you're buying it uh, from a vendor that had to pay individual shipping and stuff, you're looking at closer to fifty dollars. Uh, so it's sort of like the difference between buying a camera on Amazon versus at your local camera store. If you give the money to the local shop, you're going to be paying more. Uh, but still, 50 bucks for a really good refracting telescope, it's not that bad. Yep. And it comes with a couple different eyepieces. So other than needing to dig that tripod out of a closet, you're good to go once you buy the scope. Now, in my experience, uh, you know, I've got one and, uh, you know, hooking it up to a tripod is a bit of a pain, the camera tripod, and you don't get a very stable mount and you do get a lot of kind of wobble in the mount when you're trying to look through and, and see it. It's hard to line it up. So, you know, it's not as nice as a as a proper equatorial mount. But again, it's just like quick and dirty. Let's get the moon in view. There it is. We've experienced it. And and that next stage for when you're past the your child is likely to use it as a lightsaber stage of telescope development, or if you're not buying it for a classroom where you can also use it as an optical kit, uh, that next stage up is actually what I have in the corner behind me over here, and that is the Astronomers Without Borders One Scope. Uh, it's it's one sky, uh, we're one people, we share one sky, and this particular telescope. It, it takes it to the next level. You can start to mount tiny cameras onto the telescope. It doesn't have a drive system or anything fancy on it, but it allows you to learn the sky by hopping from one object to another. 
Um, it's the way we did. What was that? The way we learned our, exactly, our astronomy. Exactly. No computer involved. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a perfectly good, perfectly straightforward telescope. Like I said, it's it's made by Celestron, and it's what's called a Dobsonian telescope. We've talked about this a million times. Yeah, uh, this is a a telescope that it's it's basically a telescope on a lazy Susan. You can't screw it up. How much does one of these cost? I I have to admit. Um, Again, it's one that varies a lot, but most of the time it's right around $200. So keep an eye out. Look for your one scope. Uh, there was a good review in Sky and Telescope magazine. And uh, you can get these through the Astronomers Without Borders website directly. So go out and take a look up. That's really cool. It's sort of a, a great way, you know, Celestron's a trusted telescope manufacturer. You know, you can't go wrong with them, and but they're partnering with Astronomers Without Borders, which are really trying to help get relatively inexpensive telescopes into the hands of as many people as, as possible. So I think it's a it's a great combination. Now, I, we always recommend binoculars as well, and that's, you know, that's the other go-to is like a nice big pair of astronomical binoculars you know again celestron makes a pair of those uh, nikon orion yeah you you know something in the kind of 15 15 by 75 range 20 by i like my 10 by 50s yeah. so i have to admit i like smaller ones that have a bigger field of view because it's so much easier to learn the sky the downside with the binoculars like the binoculars give you a really beautiful view of the overall sky and and we were actually doing this this summer uh, you know we're using my celestron binoculars and we were able to find the globular cluster in hercules uh you know andromeda a lot of nice clusters star clusters things like that not great for planetary stuff though so if you know the no. moon looks good um, but you can't see the rings on Saturn. You can just barely see the moons on Jupiter, but not the bands. So, you know, the two kind of go hand in hand. You don't want to use your Galileo scope if you're going to be just kind of noodling around the sky. The binoculars are beautiful for that. And and this is where you start to learn the art of sky hopping and it's the you go up and over in Pegasus and you jump this way in Lyra and they let you find the nebula. They let you find some of the galaxies, but their larger area objects are, are what you're going to be seeing with them. These smaller objects that require a lot more, well, resolving power for that you need a telescope that has a wider distance from one end of the mirror or one end of the lens to the other. So high resolution requires telescope, low resolution, but seeing more than you can see with your eye, binoculars are perfect. Uh, you're looking to start at around $70 for a good pair of binoculars, and you can pretty much spend as much money as you want, but $70 will get you a great pair yeah, to start yeah, with. Yeah, that's what mine, I think mine were 50 on sale, and I see them on sale from Amazon pretty often. As you said, you can go, sky's the limit, you get the image stabilizing ones, and then you're in the hundreds and even thousands of dollars. Totally worth it, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you try the image stabilizing binoculars, you will never want to go back, but uh, but you know the regular binoculars are great. They're a little heavy, so if it's definitely if it's a kid, you're going to want some kind of uh, 
you know, tripod or binocular stand or just some uh, some way to assist them because it can get a little hard on the arms. And in general, lie down. Yeah. Just have your, your arms on the ground braced and that makes it all much easier. And if – I mean what if you want to jump straight to the head of the queue? You want to drop – you know, you, you're pretty sure you're, the person in your family is very into astronomy. You want to spend, you know, a lot and you want to do it right. You know, what would you go after then? In, in that case, I'd go after some sort of a Schmidt-Cassegrain telescope. There's a bunch of different manufacturers out there. And get essentially as large a mirror as you can afford. Uh, eight inches will start to get you large chunks of the sky that you can start to see in, in amazing detail. Uh, you can nowadays easily go up to 20 inches and in some cases even 36 in- inches through retail suppliers. 20 inches is where you're starting to look at thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But yeah, for a couple thousand for the price of like my bicycle. Uh, no, my bicycle wasn't that expensive. Uh, <laughs> for for the the price of an expensive hobby, yeah. you can get an eight inch Schmidt Cassegrain with a good drive system, and and it does start to be important to spend as much or sometimes more money on that telescope mount than you spend on the telescope once you start getting into the high-end stuff. If your telescope isn't tracking nicely on the sky, you're going to be miserable and you're never going to use your telescope. Yeah, so I think that's about the price range, about $1,500. You know, uh, that's a very nice present, but but you're going to get something that's going to last you for decades that's going to uh, be able to really see any you know anything planetary any of the bright objects in the sky a lot of the faint objects in the sky and especially if you you then pair it up with some kind of camera you're going to be able to do the kind of astrophotography that you know you see on 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 the internet on a lot of websites i mean you know good you know people can get a lot out of those those kinds of telescopes and and the place that I always go when I'm not quite sure what I want is Oceanside Photo and Telescope. They are not our sponsor. We do not receive money from them. We would not object to receiving <laughs> right. money from them, but we don't receive money from them. Uh, the folks at Oceanside Photo and Telescope have more than once said, oh, you want food? Well, how about food bar instead? And yeah. they've always steered me in the right direction. And they carry all of the major brands and some of the minor brands that have really good artisanal systems. They definitely know this stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. so we talk gear. Uh, let's talk about um, learning materials. What? Uh, let's say you want to sort of get some books into the hands of a kid who is uh, super excited about space. So, so there's two different books that I'd recommend. The first one I think we've probably mentioned ten million times on this show, at least, and that's Night Watcher by Terrence Dickinson. Uh, you Night Watch, you're right. You have it on the back shelf behind you. Uh, latest printing was in 2006. Both of us had it as kids. It's been in print for over 20 years. It's literally helped a couple generations of well, Night Watchers fall in love with space. Yep. Now. The other book that I'd now also recommend is one that gets more into the tech and stuff. And and this is a book that's come out from Astronomical Society of the Pacific, and it's called The Total Sky Watcher's Manual. And page after page after page, it goes through and it details out, so you want to understand this, here's how. So you want to understand this, here's how. And it goes through 
apps. It goes through how to see things with your eyes, how to use binoculars, how to understand sky motions. And it's really written for that modern uh, 10 best tips, BuzzFeed kind of audience, but with the level of detail that you expect from the Astronomical Society of the Pacific. Awesome. Uh, What if there was more like science fiction that would maybe get them interested in space? Oh, man, that one is is so hard to pick out for other people because we all we all fall in love with different things. I have to admit, if you're into planets, uh, Kim Stanley Robinson has a bunch of really neat books. Red Mars is kind of the one I think that is basically required reading. And he's recently come out uh, with some really uh, excellent books that look at a rather bleak future and make you start to really appreciate the planet that we have and start to think about how do we protect this world? Uh, the the two new books he has are 2312 and uh, Aurora, which exist in the same universe, but you can read either one of them without reading the other and they still make perfect sense. And the other one that we've raved about is The Martian, which is just yeah. an absolutely fantastic book. Uh, it's now a movie, but the book, the book is terrific. The book is awesome yeah, too. The book is just great, especially the audiobook. So if you want to sort of put something on in the car that is going to just entrance everyone who listens while you're on some long drive. Uh, it's a really great choice, and you can't go wrong with with the Martian. Uh, let's talk software. Uh, and so one recommendation that I always make for people who are into space flight, but they want to play a lot of video games, is the Kerbal Space Program, which you can typically get for about $20 and it is the most realistic recreation of space flight that is also super fun and i've always said this that i learned more about the mechanics of space flight in playing kerbal space program for a couple of hours than i did in 15 years of of journalism space reporting and journalism <laughs> that you know that concepts about different kinds of burns and and altitude adjustments and apogee and insert orbital insertions and and the different kinds of ways that the missions came together you can recreate all of this in Kerbal Space Program with these adorable little characters and and you know, since I've been started playing, they're now much further along, and the the kind of the complexity, but also sort of the they've got a campaign mode where you start with you know you have to conserve your money, and they sort of get you fairly gently into the into the process. You know, it's an, a major accomplishment to even just get a rocket to orbit the Earth uh, and not just detonate on the launch pad. So it's very similar to the original NASA, you know, exploration of space. So <laughs> I love the Kerbal Space Program. Love it, love it, love it. Still love it. And and bracketing it, you have on the free side and the more sciencey side, Stellarium, which we've talked about a bunch both of us it's our go-to software for where is this thing in the sky when will this thing be in the sky uh, it, it's easy and super simple and free and platform independent and all those things great that's a great present to give someone something free why not 
Uh, but but on the not as free side of things, and I have to admit, this is how I'm going to spend part of my holidays. Uh, my birthday is December 12th, and I let myself install video games because I'm not to be trusted with video games. I let myself install video games from my birthday until New Year's, and that's the only window I'm allowed to have them because I don't trust myself, nor should I. Um, and this year, I'm going to be installing the Civilization Beyond Earth software software and just seeing what are the challenges, what are the technological developments, and what has Sid Meier's done to us this right. time. So there's there's all sorts of different ways. Uh, Eve is kind of science, science fiction-y as well. Um, lots of ways to get people engaged in games. And there's also lots of ways to get people in, engaged in art. And you have some on the wall behind you. Yeah, well, I've got one more software recommendation, and then we'll get on to the, okay. to the art. Um, the, the other one that I really am enjoying is called Universe Sandbox. Two, which came out uh, just a couple of months ago, and I've actually talked to the creator. And this allows you to literally simulate anything you want in the universe. You can, you know, what about the solar system with two Jupiters? What about crashing uh, Mimas into Jupiter? What about uh, you can create comets, all kinds of orbits? You can just sort of see the way the universe work you can zoom in zoom out see spacecraft it's a great great really it's just a sandbox for for just creating any scenario you want in the universe and once again teaches you a ton about the way things operate but at the same time is kind of fun there isn't really a game to it in that you're not trying to sort of accomplish anything but you know smashing the moon into the earth again and again is is hilarious so uh i recommend that yeah you're right these uh Bad Woods uh, posters. Yeah, Aaron Wood. Aaron Wood, that's right. Just one scarf on Etsy. Uh, he has, it's a, actually a collection of nine retroplanetary travel posters. Uh, Pluto's is deeply amusing. It says Gateway to the Solar System, uh, Sail the can Canals on Mars, uh, Float Amongst the Clouds on Venus. There, There's all sorts of, not necessarily true, but nonetheless beautiful and awesome and deeply retro posters that he's put together over on Etsy. Um, yeah. I, Etsy works way better on a tablet than on a computer. I don't know what the heck they did wrong with their website, but I, I deeply encourage you to explore Etsy and their iPad yeah. app. The other thing that's just come out uh, is the 2016 Year in Space calendar. Um, we did just did a giveaway on Universe Today with them. Uh, and I think we're going to do another one. Um, they're sort of not a sponsor. They're a partner. I mean, you've probably seen them behind me year after year. Um, but we've got uh, – and I really like them. They they just get better and better every year. This year, they've actually partnered up with the Planetary Society. And they've got great information on each month, uh, sort of featuring different astronomers, different people in space exploration, different missions. But then on every day of the week in the calendar, you can see various milestones and and things that happen. So it's, you know, they've been making these calendars just better and better and more information dense every year. So you can go to yearinspace.com and get their calendar. Uh, and, you know, they'll be great. And there's also, they have the wall calendar and they also have a desk calendar. That is all awesome. Now, I, I have to admit, I probably spend more time on Etsy than I should because. I like to buy things from the actual artists. And there's a lot of time on Etsy that 
you will stumble into mass produced things from China where people have just had uh, way too much staff and the freedom to actually put everything into Etsy. But a lot of the time, you're dealing one-on-one with the person who's creating the art. And one of the old friends of the show uh, is Surly Amy, and her web shop is uh, etsy.com slash shop slash Surly. And she has pendants, she has posters, and they're really amazing. And a lot of them include space themes. Uh, My favorite right now is she has a painting that shows a strawberry as a planet. Uh, I don't know why this one amuses me nearly as much as it does, but I find it kind of awesome. Uh, She also has a New Horizons pendant. Uh, Curiosity Rover has a pendant. And she's worked on a bunch of different posters. And go check it out. She just has a bunch of really beautiful stuff. Other cool places to go is uh, there is the Geekery and Megan Lee also has a collection of space related art. And what's cool about the Geekery is they have uh, just like Aaron Wood, a whole bunch of different posters, a lot of retro comic book styles, uh, neat stuff to look up. And then uh, the last place on Etsy I'm going to bring up is called Shadow Play. And they're one of the many different places that print up fabrics that have um, the moon and nebula and galaxies. And one of the reasons I like Shadow Play over many of the others is it's not just that like super shiny spandexy material. They also print onto wool. So you can get an amazing wool scarf that is covered in lunar reconnaissance orbiter images of the moon. And what better kind of wool scarf can a woman want? Than the moon, or yeah. Um, oh, man, what is the... Oh, right. So the other thing that you might be sort of interested to know that you can actually buy, and usually you have to get this through eBay, is meteorites. And uh, so people may know that I often, you know, when I see them in person, I will give people meteorites and I actually buy them in bulk from from eBay. And you can do the same. Uh, Whatever sort of budget you're looking for in the $10 range, $20 range or the $1,000 range, you can get something that's many kilograms. And, um, you know, you have to be careful and sort of make sure that the person that you're buying it from is legitimate. But boy, to give a person a piece of of rock or metal from space, that is super cool. And, And there are a whole bunch of different sites where you can get meteorites and, uh, when in doubt, Richard Drum, who's one of our long term, uh, he he does a lot of our audio engineering work, uh, is the audio producer for 365 Days of Astronomy. On top of all of the audio video work he does, he also is a one heck of a meteorite collector. Uh, so reach out to him on Twitter Uh-oh. and he's part of our community and can really help. That sounds great. Uh, what other kinds of stuff would you get people for the holidays? So I I have to admit, I I am a lover of the giant cocktail, not cocktail, giant coffee table book. And there are some really good ones out this year. One of the brand new ones that gets totally sciencey while being stunningly beautiful at the same time 
is coloring the universe. It's put together by a team of scientists, Travis Rector, who's at the University of Alaska, Kim Arcade, and Megan Watsky, who are both part of the Chandra mission. And this stunningly beautiful book goes through and talks about all the different colors of light and how people take both professional images and amateur images and layer them together to create these things that we find ourselves emotionally attracted to. And I just love the fact that it goes through and it talks about the science side of everything as well as the here, let us just give you the most beautiful picture of this thing that we could find anywhere. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of uh, great coffee table books that have come out this year. None none of the others are sort of running across my brain right now, but uh, that one sounds terrific. And and hand in hand with it, there's a book that got put together by Megan uh, Megan Watsky just for the 2015 International Year of Light, and it is aptly named light and it goes through and talks about all the different colors of light while pulling together amazing imagery yet again anything else you know if i could like buy all the things anywhere it would probably be those couple of coffee table books and then all of the stuff on etsy and then i think any sane person would be out of money so uh we should stop there one one last idea, which is that you can get the Curiosity Rover as a Lego set. Right. As well. Yes. Legos always. Um, Can't go wrong. And and hey, you know, if you're bored and looking for a way to, to amuse yourself and get involved, Lego has a great community for helping to pick what are going to be the next set of Lego kits. And... You can either just simply look at other people's ideas and vote on them uh, or come up with some of your own. A lot of these ideas are community contributed and our community's own Emily Lactawala is like total Lego ninja. Uh, So follow her on Twitter for all of the science and know that there's Legoing going on in the background. There's a ton of uh, of great space exploration Lego there. There's Apollo missions. There's Hubble Space Telescope. And a lot of them have gotten a ton of votes, a ton of support, and may get turned into sets eventually. Yeah, I know. It's great. Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. So uh, I hope that we have given you a bunch of ideas, and I hope you've got enough time to quickly do some last-minute ordering through uh, Amazon or Etsy or eBay or whatever you need to to fill everyone's uh, trees, Festivus poles, and um, Hanukkah baskets with uh, presents. So uh, thanks, Pamela. My pleasure, Fraser. Thanks for listening to Astronomy Cast, a nonprofit resource provided by Astrosphere New Media Association, Fraser Kane and Dr. Pamela Gay. You can find show notes and transcripts for every episode at astronomycast.com. You can email us at info at astronomycast.com. Tweet us at astronomycast. Like us on Facebook or circle us on Google+. We record our show live on Google+, every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, or 2000 Greenwich Mean Time. If you missed the live event, you can always catch up over at CosmoQuest.org. If you enjoy Astronomy Cast, why not give us a donation? It helps us pay for bandwidth, transcripts, and show notes. Just click the donate link on the website. All donations are tax deductible for U.S. residents. You can support the show for free, too. Write a review or recommend us to your friends. Every little bit helps. Click support the show on our website to see some suggestions. 
To subscribe to the show, point your podcatching software at astronomycast.com slash podcast.xml or subscribe directly from iTunes. Our music is provided by Travis Searle and the show is edited by Preston Gibson. 